Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey everyone, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. I'm Brian. This is a podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from Grey Grungs to Garish Goblins. And today, we're talking about two Beholderkin, the Gazers and the Gouchers. I cast fireball. The dungeon cast. Year of the Beholder. It is the year. Of the beholder. And behold, as we go over two different kinds of beholder can. Behold it! <laughs> the gazer and the gouger. That's right. One is a small floating pest that will babble incoherently at you and zap you with its eye beams until you get out of its territory. Okay. <laughs> and the other is a biological weapon bred for the sole purpose of devouring true beholders. Oh my god. <laughs> Neither are very nice. No. So let's head back to the Underdark and learn about more aberrations with far too many eyes. Starting with the gazer. Real quick question. Are yes. any beholders nice? Yeah, actually, there's one um, that I feel really bad for called The Spectator, where that probably is going to be the next one we do. They're like, they're nice in that, like, neutral beings are nice. You sure. Know? So, okay. and I've, like, we'll get into it in that episode, but usually they are conjured into existence by a wizard and then, like, told to guard a place forever and never leave this room and don't talk to nobody because no one's ever going to come here because guess what? You're guarding this place. And so okay. they go crazy waiting by themselves alone in dark places. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was guys. thinking of a, a beholder that just has two big strong arms and it's lowercase <laughs> B-E capital holder. Let's get back to gazers. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so gazers, also known as eyeballs, are tiny aberrant manifestations of beholder's dreams. <clears throat> usually born out of a beholder's feverish nightmare in which its perception of scale and perspective is warped by its delirium. Mm. Thus, a gazer born from such a dream resembles a beholder who dreamed it into existence, but its body is only eight inches wide instead of 10 feet wide and has only four eye stalks instead of 10. <clears throat> now, even though gazers are said to look essentially like tiny copies of their creator, most art that I've seen depicts them in a very particular look. The, the art that I've seen depicts them as having dramatically curved downturned mouths with thick greenish yellowy scaly skin and its central eye has a specifically shaped pupil it's almost like a plus symbol 
Oh, okay. It's like a like a four. You know how like, like sage mode? Kind of like sage mode. It's like sage okay. mode meets uh, what's the other mode? Uh, the tail like fox a, mode? Because no, sage yeah. mode is when he goes frog. Yeah, and, and then that's when like the cr- fox uh, people goes over it. Oh yeah, you're Naruto. right. You're right. Yeah, it's not yeah. Naruto. It's when he unlocks both at the same time. Yeah, that's it's like a plus sign. Yeah, okay, it's kind of like see, this. I yes. see. <laughs> so, oh yeah, because sage mode is just like an oblong sign. Yeah, like a yeah, frog. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, regardless of their appearance. There is a second way for gazers to be created. They can also be created via a secret magical process known only by beholder mages and taught to their acolytes. A beholder mage is a beholder who tears out its center eye so that it can learn to use arcane arts. Because remember, the center eye has... Anti-magic. Exactly. (laughs) And they want to learn magic, so they tear out their own eye so that they can do magic. So they can replace it with the Sharangan. (laughs) Yeah, sure, that. Um... (laughs) Oftentimes, beholder mages are like absolute abominations to other beholders, but everything is so like it doesn't even matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you do; they're gonna think ill of you. Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. So, <clears throat> unlike many other kinds of beholderkin who are born full of fear, resentment, and hatred towards their creators, gazers are born with nothing but pure adulation and devotion towards their, their beholder master. They follow their creator like a devoted, aggressive puppy, and sometimes small packs of these creatures patrol their master's lairs for vermin to kill and lone creatures to harass. They're cute, but evil. <laughs> yeah. Not very intelligent with an abysmal three in that ability score. Yikes, that's two more than a... No, that's three more than a rock. Two more than a rock. Well, you're right. It's three more than a rock, yeah. <laughs> Gazers yeah. are incapable of speech in any language. But one thing they can do, to the great annoyance of everyone they meet, is approximate mimicking words and sentences in a high-pitched mocking manner. <laughs> <laughs> they can't talk, but they can piss you the fuck off. And they do so incessantly to uh, the point of angering even the most patient and amicable of passerbys. Despite their uh, near universal annoyingness, though, beholders tend to find their gazers to be quite amusing and tolerate their presence like spoiled pets. I see. They like gazers to the point of creating small tunnels throughout their lair for the small creatures to roam about freely. This is funny considering beholders tend to have an inexplicable character trait of liking literally no one but themselves. This is kind of funny. Was the writer for this beholder like at the mall and they saw that that person with their fucking dog in the suitcase or whatever? Probably something like that. I could see that. Um, But but, yeah, these are basically the geezer's pets or children. They're little mini-me's and uh, they like that, I guess. So (laughs) as one would expect, geezers are naturally mean creatures. Uh, Left to their own devices, they will prey on and bully any creature weaker than them that they come across. A wild gazer, one living separate from a beholder, is territorial, eats bugs and small animals, and is known for playing with its food. Hmm. A lone gazer avoids picking fights with creatures that are medium or larger, but on rare occasion, gazers will gather in packs, and a whole pack of them might become brave enough to take on larger prey. Even if they won't attack a medium or bigger creature on their own, it doesn't mean that they will cower from or be subservient to said creature. A single gazer might follow humanoids in its territory, noisily mimicking their speech and generally being a nuisance until they leave the area. But it flees if confronted by something it cannot kill. Okay. So they're just really annoying. Really shitty Langoliers. (laughs) Really shitty Langoliers. It is said that a gazer can't be tamed by anyone but its creator, except through the use of magic or by bonding with a spellcaster as a familiar. In fact, some beholders with wizard minions insist said minion take a gazer as a familiar because they can see through the eyes of these creatures and thus keep constant tabs on their untrusted humanoid slave. Okay. Spellcasters who are interested in unusual familiars find that gazers can be eager to serve someone who has magical power, especially those who make a point of bullying and harassing others. (laughs) (laughs) Though this is uh, a not so easily harnessed creature. Gazers are difficult to control and tend to behave aggressively towards creatures smaller than itself and are known to randomly attack house pets, farm animals, and even children in towns unless its master is very strict with it. So 
This is interesting. Not a great choice, but also a, a hilarious choice. Also, this kind of changes the way I, I view what a familiar is a little bit because uh-huh. I thought it was something that you breed from your own magic in a ritual. Like you create it on the, not, and it can be well, like not always, right? So there are but other ways like, to make familiars. I I'm think guessing. most of the time when we're talking about a familiar, we're talking about a creature that you formed a bond with, and usually like your fine familiar is you're summoning a creature from somewhere, and then it's now before you, and you've bonded with it magically. I see. I've seen um, it depicted in other uh, lots in other ways that yeah. are more like my my idea of it was right like, i made a magical being it's made of magic yeah. but in other cases it's like i summoned a being and i have a magical link with it mm-hmm. so yes. i can do the familiar abilities with it like right see through it and exactly stuff. okay um when it comes to things like gazers though this is kind of really specifically fifth edition wise with the warlock because remember there's the pact of the chain and when right. you take the pact of the chain you get access to special familiars that are way more powerful than you normally can which is like um i think uh, a sprite uh, a quasit, an imp, um, mm. maybe a, maybe a pseudo dragon. I think a pseudo dragon is another one. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, I and think it is. In f- the Volo's Guide, they have the rules for a gazer, and a gazer is the perfect uh, familiar for a pact of the chain, uh, great old one pact. You know, whether it's beholder tide or not, it's like this is a weird being from the far realm. So there you go. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I know we've talked about like, you know. DJ Roomba or yes, whatever. absolutely. Um, and uh, which for new people to the show. It's a tiny, mini gelatinous cube. Tiny cube, right? Yeah. Is your familiar, but it's your, we've talked about it as your familiar. Yes, absolutely. Um, I was kind of like hand waved it. Like that would be cool. It must be homebrew. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So before we go over the creature stats, there's one bizarre tidbit that relates to gazers that I want to go over. And it involves a group of cultists called Ocular Adepts. Ooh. So if we discuss, as we've discussed before, we know that each beholder believes that it represents a state of true perfection and everything else is unworthy trash. This is a Uchiha uh, um, Monster? analog. I guess so. <laughs> um, well, among the desperate uh, wastrels of decadent cities and debased explorers of the subterranean Underdark can be found some humanoids who agree with them and who have entered into a pact with the Beholder race in an attempt to achieve even a sliver of that perfection. The so-called ocular adepts, outcasts of their own society, have pledged their services to one or more eye tyrants and pledged their religious devotions to the alien entity known as the Great Mother, the deity matron of all Beholders. We're hitting a lot of, we're hitting a lot of Naruto things here. <laughs> the ocular adepts often lead cells of degenerate cultists and fancy themselves important in the schemes of their masters. Most beholders view them, though, as self-important pawns at best and mindless chattel at worst. During the ceremony in which a zealot becomes an ocular adept, a beholder surgeon cuts out the central eye of a gazer in its employ and places it into the partially disintegrated niche in the supplicant's forehead. A blasphemous incantation grants the eye functionality, opening new vistas of sight to the supplicant. Thereafter, the adept takes on a more detached alien demeanor as the vestiges of the dying gazer's personality taints his troubled mind. Surviving the ritual requires a hard body and spirit. So they tear the eye out of a gazer and put it in the forehead of this crazy person. Just a guy that wants to be Tian. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Wait. So they're, they're a crazy person that wants this? They're a cultist, right? So, okay. So who's, they, who's worked their way up to this trust level yeah. in this zealotry. And the beholder, who has this cult around them, um, decides to elevate this person to ocular adept. Takes one, this beholder will take one of their gazers, right. which they're probably, at this point, um, making consciously rather than subconsciously, yeah. tearing out its eye. 
it that that dies. That body dies. And then the <laughs> eye tracks. the eye goes into the the head of the person, like a third eye in their forehead. Right. But like the consciousness of the gazer still exists within the eye itself. And so it's but it's like a a vestige of a personality, like not a full personality. But it's it does, going to affect you. Like it's it, it, its personality is gonna start bleeding with yours a little bit. It's gonna change you drastically. I want you to be like my little dog friend. Come here. Yeah. But it makes these people super easy to control. So Okay. Uh, hmm. Why would you have this over just the gazer? Huh, well, because the gazer is a yapping puppy that can't do anything. This ocular adept can like infiltrate society and cause so chaos and cast spells and you know. Well, yeah, that makes me think stab people. So it's gonna have to disguise <laughs> self the eye away. Sure, it's yeah. That's to... This is D and D, bro. Just wear yeah, a cowl. Okay, I, good. I, I was wondering. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, there must be. You know. <laughs> yeah. It seems like this person. That also, with like the third you can build an army. Face, you can build an army with these three eye guys. You can, yeah. and then, uh, but you have to be careful because a carry on crawler will come for all your gazers if you don't uh, properly. <laughs> That's um, true. If you're not disposing if, them if properly. You don't dispose of them okay. Properly. Any questions about gazers before you read our, the stat block for the guys? Mm, um, I hate them. Oh, you don't like them? That's more of a statement. No, I like them. Like, oh. I think in real life, if I, you know. Oh, yeah. No, they'd be terrible. The concept of them <laughs> yeah. with, like, yeah. the yapping puppy yeah, thing. Yeah, no, they, they'd be horrible to be around, but I, I do love that they exist. I like small dogs. <laughs> I don't like other like people's dogs small dogs. I don't like, I like dogs in general. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have bad things to say about specific small dogs. Yeah. That are loud. Yeah. Okay, I have the gazer stat block open. Cool. I don't have any more questions. Cool. So is the, when you're talking about the art that you've seen, I'm in Volos right now, the yeah. art that you've seen is this art? Yeah, across other uh, editions, the art is extremely similar. It's like a creature of the Black Lagoon kind of looking thing. <laughs> yeah. Like with the lower the teeth and the lower lip kind of the uh -huh. way they are. Yeah. Because these, these have less teeth than a standard beholder yeah. and less tentacles, according to this. I, I imagine there will be variations because the beholder is birthing them. Well, no, they all have four eye stalks instead of ten. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's like a standard. And they're all, they're all small. All right. Well, uh, I guess those are my questions. So we got the gazer is a tiny aberration of neutral evil. As long as it's evil, it don't care. Mm -hmm. Armor class 13. Uh, HP also 13 or 3d4 plus 6. Yeah, it's, the, it's a one hit kill. It's got a zero feet worth of speed, but it's got the um, the flying 30 feet of hover. Yeah, it just can't move along the ground. Right. Um, you could play some sick like 3d soccer with these things. <laughs> so we got a strength of... Sorry, is you big numbers, small numbers? big numbers. Just tell me all yeah, the time. Big. It's always big. Okay, so big. Strength three, dex oh, 17. Yeah, no strength. So dexterous, though. That's pretty impressive. Negative strong. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, very dex. Mm -hmm. um, 17 dex. Con, 14. Very con. Uh, intelligence, three. three. Yeah, yeah we already said it's that. about as strong as it is smart. It is a flat 10 for wiseness, wisdom, and a seven charisma. Okay. So we got... A weak-willed, dumb, very physically unimpressive creature. I almost said a dog breed name. Sorry. Hang on. <laughs> uh, saving throws, uh, plus two to wisdom. A plus four to perception and plus five to stealth. So they got a bit of, of wisdom to them. Cannot be prone. Well, Can't. how could it be? Can't prone, won't prone. It's hover. It's hover. <laughs> uh, Can't, won't prone. <laughs> so... I mean, it can hit the wall probably with enough force, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, no languages, just yappy barking. Oh, sorry. I skipped the dark vision of 60 feet and mm -hmm. passive perception of 14. Mm -hmm. uh, it's got a half challenge rating. You're only going to get 100 XP from this. 
Yeah. Never talk about XP on the show. Do you, I've, I haven't used XP since like my third session 10 years ago. I don't know anybody that actually like calcs XP. Mm-mm. I don't know like a ton of people that play this game, but like True. the people I do know that play this game, like in real life, to be they fair, do not use XP. A lot of the people you know that play this game learned from me. So there's that. But not all of them. Well, I'm meeting a lot of people that did not learn from you. They do not way. use XP. Yeah. yeah. But that I don't I don't know. Let us know in the comments below if you use XP. I'm interested to see who does mm. and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh so we're down. What do we call these? The features? Like it's above the actions, but you know. Yeah, those are features. Okay, features. Yeah. I'm just gonna start saying features. Aggressive. <laughs> That's quite the feature. I didn't want to lead with the word aggressive. I want to be like, here's the things I'm about to read. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So aggressive. As a bonus action, the gazer can move up to its speed toward a hostile creature that it can see. I'm assuming it means it's flying. Oh, like, oh, it can't even control itself. It's just like, it's on top of a thing the second it sees movement. Don't say the dog breed name. Yeah. Uh, Mimicry. (laughs) The gazer can mimic simple sounds of speech it has heard in any language. A creature that hears the sounds can tell their uh, imitations with a successful DC 10 wisdom insight check. Yeah. So they're not super good at them. Yeah, they're not great. Well, 10's pretty low, but yeah, they're not super great at them. Where are the lungs? But once you, it's it's an aberration. It doesn't breathe. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's okay. Like when it sense. eats, where does that go? I don't know. It just it just uh, uh, falls back out of its yeah. mouth. <laughs> okay, it's done. just a chew machine. It doesn't it's actually ch- swallow. It doesn't. Yeah, like there's spit in here. Where is that? Okay, I get a glance. Okay, sure. Uh, Actions. We got a bite. Melee weapon attack plus five to hit with a reach of five feet on one target. It's going to do one piercing damage. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even a roll. No, it just says (laughs) hit. It just says hit, one damage. So I guess it's cool. you son of a bitch. Like if a beholder, because if you're going to fight a beholder, you might fight like maybe five of these. That would be very annoying to deal with. One guy's got to Because they have eye beams. They're going to get annoying really quickly. Oh, yeah. There's a lot more (laughs) left on the stat block. But they could just bite the shit out of you. Yeah, that would be very annoying. Eye rays. The gazer shoots two of the following magical eye rays at a random, uh, and you re-roll the duplicates, choosing one or two targets it can see within 60 feet of it. So I imagine these eye stalks are just like kind of darting around the room and then yeah. firing at intermittent exactly. intervals or something like that. Yeah. Undiscerning. We got a dazing ray. The target, uh, the targeted creature must succeed on a DC 12 wisdom saving throw or be charmed until the start of the gazer's next turn. While the target is charmed in this way, its speed is halved, and it has disadvantage on attack rolls. Uh, two, the fear ray. Uh, <laughs> I just know. I just thought of how the mystery beam could have worked in from the last episode. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, it would have been more of a secret beam. Hold on. Sorry, guys. Pause. Secret beam. Last episode. It could have been a beam that hits you, and now the beholder knows one of your secrets. Okay. All right. Go I, back, I like back to the gazer. It's just such a, like... If you don't listen to the end of our episodes, that you don't are know not what I'm talking episodes, about. That's you have no true. Idea. We are building a beholder uh, because this is the year I'm of the sure beholder. I'm sure most people listening know. It could be their first epi, though. That's true. And Sorry. and and if it you, just they hit me and I'm disappointed in myself. This is gonna be a little confusing, but on non behold not this episode on behold non beholder episodes this year, we are building a beholder. Yes. This episode at the end, you're gonna get a random fact. Stay That's tuned true. to the end of the episode and the long we call it the long rest. You're gonna like it. Uh, okay, so the fear ray. Uh, also, I, I do like the bean. Yeah, so, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, we yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. So uh, we got the. Did I say the fear ray? Targeted creature must succeed no, a DC twelve you, wisdom sorry. saving throw or be frightened until the start of the gazer's next turn, which is cool. A frost ray. The targeted creature must succeed a DC twelve dexterity saving throw or take ten or three d six cold damage. A telekinetic ray. 
If the target is a creature that is medium or smaller, it must make a it must succeed on a DC 12 strength saving throw or be moved up to 30 feet directly away from the gazer. Okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. If the target is an object weighing 10 pounds or less that it isn't being worn or carried, the gazer moves it up to 30 feet in any direction. The gazer can also exert fine control on objects with this ray, such as manipulating uh, a simple tool or opening a container or pulling the pin on the grenade on your belt. Uh, so that's just like the telekinesis spell, pretty much. Yeah, um, a little bit like Mage Hand, but yeah. Is that all? Is that all for? That's the stat block. So what, it was dazing, fear, was it frost? Frost and telekinesis. And then tele- that's pretty cool. So yeah, they, um, they get a lot more formidable at range, like holy crap. Yeah, so I've got four beams, five people fighting. Uh-huh. Um, what are you going to do? You roll a, a D10 if there's five people fighting? Like, to assign the random, because you're going to fire um, on randoms. Um, Yeah, yeah, I would roll a D10. Okay, yeah, a D10. So for six, you'd roll a D6. If you, you know, yeah. you, fi- you can figure it out. Yeah, there. exactly. So um, for five players, it's one and two is Bob, three and four is Todd. Todd, yeah, yeah. so on and so forth. Uh, five, five and six, Bob Todd. <laughs> Stupid. Is that is that the stat block? Yep. Let's take a short rest. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. 
As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, be sure to check out Super, Super Quest, Quest Saga. Saga! A future fantasy 5th edition D&D actual play podcast homebrewed and dungeon mastered by yours truly, me... And set in space. And I play in it, along with your special guest Jake and friend of the show, Josh Freeland. You can find it on YouTube, iTunes, or anywhere else you can get your podcasts. Super Quest Saga! We've returned. Indeed, we have. Back at it again, goddammit, to Gonzo. And uh, we're back with another Beholder Kin. Mm-hmm. This one, the Gouger. Now, the Gouger is not available. In a fifth edition sense, like there's no stat block for it. As a matter of fact, uh, looks like this thing was made in third edition and then forgot about. But it's pretty cool, and um, it's bizarre even by Beholderkin standards. Beholderkin standards. Okay. So it's also incredibly setting specific lore wise to the Forgotten Realm setting. Okay. Um, which is, like I said, we're, we're slowly back. we're slowly becoming an FR podcast. I know we're learning uh. so much about it, and we're so resistant to yeah. having the show be that. But like. <laughs> We're, I mean, it's making it easier for me in the long run. Like, like at the beginning of the show, I knew nothing about Forgotten Realms, just a lot about D&D in general. Mm-hmm. And now, like, yeah, I'm slowly, we're chipping away at it. And, like, now when people have questions about Forgotten Realms, I know most of the answers. Yeah, I kind of so, have a good feel for it. Especially yeah. since, like, I kind of loosely run a Patreon show we do in Forgotten Realms. So sometimes we go do Forgotten Realmy things. Right. I got to read a little bit. Right. Like, oh, shit, okay. And some of the gods and stuff. Right. When you want a template for a god, sometimes you only can go to Forgotten Realms for specific things. Yeah, like, sure. Uh, so, essentially, the Gouger is a biological weapon created by a subterranean aberrant species known as the Pharim. Is that like P-H-A-E-R-I-M? Yes. Oh, wait, it's right here. Yeah, with a, with a, <laughs> I forgot with a second, What am I doing? With a second M at the end, but you nailed it, man. You nailed it in one. Good job. Um, the Pharim, also known as magic rubs or thornbacks, are utterly bizarre, Lovecraftian horrors with extremely high intelligence, a penchant for high-level spellcasting, and are absolutely evil. Nice. Uh, they essentially look like 10 to 12 foot tall sea anemones with a gaping circular maw at the center of their face question mark. Yuck. They have four spindly arms with clawed hands at the end. Their slug like body ends in a venomous hollow barb. Uh, they're absolutely hideous. Evil um, dildo. And when I <laughs> when I say they are Lovecraftian in appearance, I'm referring more so to the lower alien species Lovecraft describes, such as the Elder Things or the Great the Great Race of Yith. Um, and not the inconceivable eldritch gods beyond the veil of our perception. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just when you say Lovecraftian, I think people tend to drift in that direction, understandably in that direction of like, that's what it means. But he's, he did a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. So anyways, the Pharim have vied for territory in the Underdark with Beholders since ancient times, specifically with the Beholders of a city named Ultul. 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 Yeah, I think yeah. you got it. The city was once ruled by a hive queen, which is a type of like super beholder, uh, but since has fallen to the pharaoh due to a trio of powerful spellcasters amongst their rank, ranks known as the Triumvirate, uh, getting the upper hand and taking the city. Most of the beholder population was thus driven out of uh, after the Triumvirate t- takeover, but over 1,200 were captured and transformed into death tyrants by the Pharaoh Wizards, which Ooh. is terrifying. Yeah. Um, the Triumvirate, not satisfied with their victory, though, also took a group of captured beholders and transformed them into gougers in order to hunt down and kill any beholders still in hiding or caught near the city. Wow. Okay. This is cool. 
<laughs> it's pretty wild. Okay, so now let me describe to you what a gouger is. Gougers look very similar to classic beholders, but can be distinguished from true beholders by their size, which is bulkier and wider. Um, they also have an unmistakably crazed appearance with all 10 of their eye stalks now devoid of magic uh, by the whatever turned them into this, especially twitching in every direction and their unhalting terrible screams preceding them wherever they go. They just um, have like fucking 10 of those fucking uh, those spaghetti used car dealership guys. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and they're head. constantly screaming. Oh. Uh, um, what is it with the beholders and all the noise? Like, we got the gibbering mouther, which we is like do, we a do. They're not blobby. Yeah, blobby eyeball thing. Yeah. 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 Not quite. No. Yeah. <laughs> so there are two other horrifying new physical characteristics that differentiate them from their cousins. First being their legs. Gougers have four short limbs attached to the underside of their orb uh, made for ripping and tearing the eye stalks off their prey. So if you look at them, it's 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 weird. It's like they are, they look very much like they're designed to attack a beholder from above. Yeah, with their with their arms dangling down and just start tearing. I do have the image up, and it is horrifying. Yeah, is this um, is this it? Or that's God. it. That's yeah, it. That's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, you see what I mean? Like it's those hands are ready to grab them eye stalks. It almost looks like what's his face from Marvel, um, Modok. A little bit. There, there's similar. There's more similarities than the just because it has limbs. Like yeah. I think all beholders yeah. kind of look like Modok. So, secondly, the second characteristic uh, that they have are their horrible tongues for which they get their name. Mm -hmm. Stretching as far as 15 feet from their body and sharply barbed, the gouger's tongue is meant to pierce the eye of a beholder, rendering its anti-magic cone useless and destroying their largest organ in the process. Oh, damn. Yeah, that's why they're called gougers. Oh. Uh, unlike its 10 eye stalks, which are magically useless, the gouger's central eye retains a magical function, emitting the same anti-magic field as does a normal beholder's eye. Okay. So okay. go ahead and keep that on there. Yeah. So gougers were bred by ancient enemies of the beholders to turn the eye tyrants' power back against them. Gougers serve their original masters out of fear, but are unwilling to associate with any other creatures. They are ruthless carnivores. They rarely speak, but they can understand and shriek in common, under common, and the language of the beholders. Of and unfortunately, that is the limit of the lore that was ever written about them. But I do find them terrifying and awesome. I mean, that is pretty cool. They're like attack drones. Yeah, like, basically. Yeah. I did. Corrupted, they're not, bastardized. They're, they're not very stealthy. That's the one thing about them. None so they, of these beholders are. You're gonna. I was thinking about that. Like yeah. you know, you're in a beholder's lair. So why be quiet? Why be That's in your true. lair and quiet? That's true. And I was like, they're just constantly screaming. Yeah, so they can't sneak. I'm sure they can stop screaming, but for the most part, they don't. <laughs> sure, I'm sure they can if they wanted to, but they don't. I, they I imagine don't they're in whatever process turns them into whatever they are. They're probably deeply unhappy about it. Yeah, they're probably still screaming from the day of from their birth, birth about their birth. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> the right. Whole time. It's, it's just like, one long, elongated fuck. <laughs> exactly. And if they you switch look at up them, the language. If you look at them, it's easy to see why. Oh, yeah. So, I mean. Any questions about gougers? What the fuck? That's my only question. Yeah, they're pretty wild. I'm, I'm sad that they weren't included with the Beholderkin and Volo's Guide. Um, and well, I don't think they've been released in any, any module up till now. So um, I hope they do, though, because they're cool. And I, there's a lot of Beholderkin that we're going to talk about this year that don't have a 5e set block as of right now as we're talking. But I hope they do. Like, well, this isn't like, do we have a Faerim thing like in 5e? Like, is no, that, no. And that's one that I know. That's of. probably why it wasn't released with <clears throat> Beholderkin because this isn't like. It's tied in very, it's very, very, very specific. Like a specific city in a specific setting, a very specific race. Like, yeah. it's And to call it a Beholderkin, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a 
it's kind of stretching it a little bit, I think. Because beholder it, can just means it's related to beholders. Yeah, yeah. I get that, but like, it was a beholder, it was, and now it is something else. Yeah, I, under- yeah. I understand that, but it's being you. It's very not beholdery. It's very anti-beholdery in a way. I mean, like it's a beholder it's slayer made to for kill sure. beholders. Yeah, and then what? Like. All the beholders are gone, and then the Pharaoh like eats all these or kills them. Or to be fair, like there's probably very limited amount of gougers that were ever made. Again, it was made by right. three. G- you mostly made the death tyrants, which are cool, which are scary as hell, yeah. and actually way more effective than gougers. The gougers seem like something they did just for perverse, like fun, of like <laughs> look at us torture and manipulate this thing into an even worse thing than it was before. Yeah, and guess what? It specializes killing killing the the things that it was. Yeah, they got yeah. a they got a directive like make twelve hundred of the death tyrant. It's like, what do I do with the rest of these? Whatever you want. Exactly. That's okay. exactly right. All right. So, That's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, in that case, I get think we can get ready for a long rest. Yep. I know the feature. Let's do it. Hey everybody, welcome to the long rest. Uh we did a beholder episode, it was all beholder all the way down. It was. Uh, so we don't do build the beholder, we're taking a breather. Mm-hmm. Instead, I give you a fun fact about beholders. Now, not only can the gazer uh, learn and imitate sounds of other animals. It can mm. also copy mm. different environmental sounds, uh, including, you know, human speech. Uh, this is because of the thickness of the tongue and the way they position their mouth. So that whole bit about not needing lungs, they really don't. God, <laughs> okay. That was a good one. I like that one. That was actually a fun fact about parrots. I figured it was something along those lines, yeah. <laughs> We did it. <laughs> we, did. we did the we did episode. The well, oh, contest. Yes, we got a contest. So today is we the last day. The last day you can get in on this contest. Uh, we are announcing a winner, I believe, tomorrow. Yeah. When like, this airs tomorrow? This is going to air. March 15th. This airs March 15th. And the winner They is typically March 16th. come out the day before, but the official air date is March 15th. Yeah. So you've got some time. Yeah. Um, Roughly 24 hours. Yeah. Plus so eight, maybe. March 16th, we're ending the contest? Yeah, March 16th. Well, but the day I'm the sorry. Contest. March 15th at. Uh, twelve fifty nine fifty nine at the last time zone, right? So March sixteenth is the cutoff. Yes, yes, okay. it is. Yes, so yep, it'll be Tuesday, and we're giving away a copy or two copies of Candle Keep Mysteries, a uh, book, uh, an anthology of different mini adventures. Nice. <laughs> and uh, there's two ways to enter. There's one on Twitter, one on Instagram. If you want to enter our contest on Twitter for a chance to win this book, all you have to do is tweet out a uh, link to your favorite episode of the show. Um, any podcast, um, what's the word? Uh, any episode, but any podcast, uh, host, host site. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, there's so many. Yeah. Or the YouTube channel, whatever you prefer, uh, just add the hashtag dungeon cast and you'll be entered to win. Uh, we'll be again, be announcing a winner on the 16th. If you want to enter on Instagram, uh, talk to Brian. Don't be scared. Get on the gram, uh, find the post associated with the contest. Make sure you're following the account, like the post and then start uh, tagging people that you think would like the show in the comments below. One comment equals one entry as long as someone is tagged. Um, upward into infinity, probably. I don't know. Challenge yourself, I guess. Uh, the whole point is to tell people about the Dungeon Cast and to spread awareness of the show that it exists. And uh, to get new followers of Team McGorgon, shout out to Team McGorgon. <laughs> no worries. I um, what do we got anything else we want to talk about here? I think I don't think so. I think uh, I think we should do a contest in the future for just YouTube subscribers is something we should. Do. So be on the lookout for that because we have some YouTube only content coming out. So you can check out our YouTube channel and see some of the. I, we don't have a, a 
ton of exclusive YouTube content, but we've got some stuff that's we think is cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you guys want to go and make, just like subscribe to all our shit, that'd be awesome. If you want to take an ad out for the show or just say hi, you can reach out to us on the dungeoncast at gmail.com. Um, and you can talk to us there. Uh, why am I thinking I had something I wanted to say here? Patreon. Um, Patreon.com slash DungeonCast. Come check out our work. Um, Twitter. There's a lot of bonus content on there. You can Gmail, get early episodes, access to episode notes. New ads. Yeah. Um, Shit, man. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't think of something that you'd want to say. A contest is done. That was the only like new thing we got going on. Oh, I wanted to make a joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, the day you won the Dungeon Cast contest was the greatest day of your oh life. Oh my god! That's to us, that joke. it was Tuesday. We're calling it a game. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.